Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast, episode 24. The True Adventure Podcast is the podcast where you already know that Mother Nature is crucial in becoming the best version of yourself. So we're going to take that to the next level. Here, we learn how to use Mother Nature's lessons to grow, excel, and become our truest self. So let us do just that. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast. Hello, hello, friends. Happy Friday. Welcome to another True Adventure Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Baldwin, and I have another client interview for you today. This girl is awesome. Um, she found me via Instagram and we bonded. She came on a retreat and we bonded even more. I think she is one of um, those people that you just see the optimism and the true excitedness that she has and she brings to her community and she's truly here to give and serve and help the world be a better world and I can't wait to hear um, or have you guys hear all the things that she has to share from this interview and hopefully you are able to learn a lot as well. Before we hop into that client interview, Leavenworth Hiking and Yoga Retreat for 2023 is officially out to the pre-sale list today. So what that means is there are limited people who can now claim access or claim spots to buy the beds. We already have two spots already booked. So all the private rooms on Leavenworth have already been booked. So there's only shared rooms left. So my friends, this is your opportunity to not waste time, to not waste energy, no more hesitation, jump on in. So on Monday, October 31st, you as the public will get full access to book the Leavenworth Hiking and Yoga Retreat in 2023. It is in July, the July 23rd through the 27th. So it's far away. So now you can let the anticipation grow. You can join the Karina's Yoga community and you can start having the butterflies of you just booked your next trip. It is time, my friends. This is your official invitation. All right. You can head down to the show notes. You can still put your name on the presale list, although that presale list is closed. What that does, though, is you get first link on Monday to book your retreat, book your spot, and then the public will have to go through my Instagram, but you'll get it right to your email on Monday. All right, my friends, let us hop right into this interview. Hello, my friends. I am here with another client interview. I'm very excited. This is Azrielle Hudson. She is a yoga teacher and breathwork facilitator and server. She loves hiking, loves yoga, and actually came on one of the hiking and yoga retreats um, to Glacier, Montana in 2022. And she has made it her mission. She helps busy people cultivate peace and presence in their lives. I love the idea of a breathwork facilitator. That's such a like fun name and such a cool thing. And it's so much more like information than I thought it would ever be. So Azrael, like, tell us more about yourself. Tell us more about your breathwork, your yoga and hiking. Give me more of who you are. Mm. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. And yeah. um, a little about me. 
I discovered yoga uh, early in college and um, it didn't really have that like full effect in my life quite yet. Um, Not until I stopped drinking and kind of went into more of a um, holistic lifestyle Uh, really over the last three years is when I've kind of cultivated this um, just more empowered, authentic version of myself. Um, And it really, I have... um, you know, I have to say that that began when I stopped drinking alcohol. Um, I got my yoga teacher training, um, about a year and a half ago, and it really just opened me up to so much more possibility out there. Um, my practice of yoga became so much more consistent and the yoga studio that I love, um, here in California, it's called yoga Lucian in long beach, um, was doing monthly breath work, um, like experiences. And I went to one and I literally, it just, it really changed my life. Um, I was walking around with a lot of anger and pain and resentment in my heart. And it was one of the ways that I just felt so freed from all of that, that, um, I essentially just knew I would have to share it with more people and give people that true, authentic freedom of expression and to walk in the world the way that they want to empowered in who they are. So it's a little bit of a long, short winded (laughs) story. So cool. Would you say that breath work is more of like a physical, emotional, spiritual experience? Like what kind of experience? Because I think a lot of people don't really understand because even I don't really understand because even when you and I were talking on the retreat I was like oh like pranayama and you're like "Mm, not really but yeah (laughs) so like can you elaborate a little bit more about like what kind of experience breath work is so there's so many different types of breath work they are all rooted in pranayama because um these these are just ancient techniques and people have Mm -hmm. kind of changed and shifted different techniques um here and there And so, um, my focus is on conscious connected breath work, which is a whole experience. And I call myself a facilitator because while I am facilitating this experience, I personally believe that I am not giving or doing or healing anybody. Um, Mm -hmm. they are going through that process. They're putting in that effort in order for themselves to, feel empowered to truly release whatever it is that's no longer serving them. And I mean, it can, you can literally have the goal of just relaxing for breath work. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's pranayama techniques such as, um, you know, like Kapalabhati that's like um, more activating and energizing. And um, then there's different techniques like Ujjayi breath, which is rooted in like um, the foundation of that is more of um, like, essentially discovering that you are connected to everything around you. That was like Mm -hmm. the, the root idea for that. And then conscious connected breath work is literally a mind, body, soul experience. Like it is 100% all of those things, uh, very somatic. I'm not sure if you've read the book, the body keeps the score, Mm, Um, but, um, our, entire lifetime, we have been holding on to emotions and traumas and memories and things that happened to us. And this breath work, conscious connected breath work specifically gives us an outlet of not really having to think about 
or try and think through those things that we've experienced that we're holding on to, to let go of and like analyze and work through them. But it's Mm -hmm. more of a, a somatic release from the body. So you walk away just feeling so much lighter and like rejuvenated. And I mean, it's, it's really, really amazing. That's so cool. It's such a cool, uh, like thing to know that there's so many different ways to get that type of feeling. Cause I think a lot of people traditionally growing up were like, Oh, in order to feel relaxed or like release or any stress relief, it's like, go to the gym or go Mm -hmm. for a run. And like, that's it. That's all that we were taught. There's so many different ways that, you know, through breath work, through, experiences going to other places that make you feel that way is a wonderful way to get that calm in the body. So, yeah, and I think that's a beautiful like point to make too, is that people think that like when they want to relax, they have to just like do nothing or like sit still or like mm-hmm. people think that they're going to get this relaxation from like meditating or, you know, not doing anything, but you really have to put effort into releasing energy from your body before you are fully able to relax. Yeah. It's, have you ever heard of a progressive muscle relaxation PMR? No. Oh, oh, you would love it. I think it's really cool. It's like, a, it, um, we used it a lot when I worked with athletes. Um, and because athletes just, I mean, a lot of people in general, I just, we just primarily used it with athletes. Um, they don't know how to literally like release tension from their muscles. Cause they're just like so tight. And so like wound up all the time. And so we literally have them lay down and essentially it's like a guided meditation, but you're tensing up every single muscle in your body, one muscle at a time, and you hold it tight, 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 and then you'll release it. And so it literally does, it sends signals to that particular muscle that, okay, I'm, I'm, creating tension. And the purpose of creating tension is to actually release it in the end. And it's more likely to fully release because you've been holding, holding, holding for like, you know, two, three, five seconds. It's not like anything crazy. It's like, okay, you know, tense up your calf muscle and you do two, three, five seconds, and then you relax it and it will be so much more relaxed by the end of it. And so like, to your point, that's literally the, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of science outside of like progressive muscle relaxation, but the literal science says that the muscle will be able to relax more if you tense it up first, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about that. You, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what you're saying that you're like, you have to expend that energy in order to actually relax. So, yeah, yeah, that is so cool. And I've actually, I've in several, several yoga classes, I've experienced, um, where before Shavasana, people will say to like tense and flex every single muscle within your body in like Mm -hmm. a ball. And then at the same time, like release everything into your Shavasana. And it really does just kind of like gives you this full body, like, wow, this is what it feels like to fully release tension and relax. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a really, really powerful uh, way of getting into Shavasana. Yeah. I think it's so funny with yoga being as old as it is and like derivatives of coming from yoga, 
that science is just starting to like catch up with, oh, hey, this thing works. <laughs> and I think it's so funny um, because there's all kinds of things of like, whether it's something as simple as the eight limbs of yoga, which for everyone who doesn't know, who's never gone through a, a teacher training or done more research, fun fact, there are eight different like sections essentially of yoga. And the majority of us only practice one, maybe two, um, like consciously. And that's the physical practice asana. Um, and then maybe pranayama and then everything else is kind of like, mm, not really taught traditionally, which is so crazy, you know? Um, but yeah, I think it's so funny that science is just like the progressive muscle relaxation. I want to say like the formal name for it only came about in the nineties, if that, mm -hmm. and like, I'm going to bet that yoga has been teaching that kind of feeling like what you're saying right before Shavasana, like tense everything up. Okay. Relax and actually release that tension from the body for literally thousands of years. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there's so like, you know, we think of, we think here in the West of yoga as, um, yoga asana, like a physical practice, you know, mm -hmm. do you do yoga? That's do a common <laughs> thing that's asked. And, um, it's kind of funny, the more that you, you know, if you do decide to dive into these practices more and dive into, um, more of yoga, yogic philosophy and, um, you start to discover that this has been a science that has been around for so long. And, um, the way that we think of science is we think of like, something has to be proven in order yeah. for it to be true. Mm -hmm. And, um, people have been practicing things like this for, for just so long. And that has been a science and it is truth already without yeah. having to like measure it, you know? Yeah. And that's it. That's the thing is like, it has been proven otherwise it wouldn't be passed down which is so great it's just not in the traditional oh you know participant a did this thing and they saw this result right it's just been passed down and I think it's kind of funny because there's not always um like conscious reason they just know if I do a b will happen I don't 100 know why B happens, but I know it does like the, you know, the tension, they may not have known the biology or anatomy side of if I tense a muscle up and relax it, it will actually release more stress. Um, then if I just try and relax the muscle now we have, you know, by like biofeedback and like biomechanics to literally tell us and read the synapses and the electricity that's happening inside the muscle. We get that, but literally, like you said, for thousands of years, this has been passed down. It's been proven. They don't maybe have the biology to show or maybe like techno, the technology, the technology. Yeah. That's it so much. That Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's so interesting. That's so fun to think about. So I want to transition a little bit into your experience with nature then, because I, believe that you have very similar experiences with nature as like finding breath work that it has such a ha has had such a big impact on your life. Yeah. Um, I mean, so nature, I was a girl scout all in like all of elementary school. I can totally um, see that. I see, I see, I love that. <laughs> I, uh, it was, it was a way for me to 
stay busy and active and kind of outside of my house. Um, Mm -hmm. my house was, my home life was a little bit tumultuous. My mom was a single mom, Mm -hmm. uh, raising my sister and I, and, um, it was just really hard to kind of be in, in that environment with someone who didn't really wasn't taught skills on like how to, um, parent really. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, so she put me in girl scouts and it was just one of the most fun, awesome experiences for me. Um, I learned all kinds of like silly crafts, knot tying. We went hiking and we were around animals all the time. We went on all of these really cool adventures. So I really kind of found like refuge in those activities and in nature and in going outside. And, um, it eventually led to me really, um, obviously I loved hiking and I loved being outdoors, but, um, in college, I kind of felt like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like, (laughs) I don't know where I'm going to go. I feel like really pressured to have to make a decision. And so, um, I, I ended up getting, um, my degree in environmental science and policy. And, uh, essentially the reason why I got a degree in that was because I saw that they get, they got, we got to go on field trips. We got to like travel and, um, yeah, just, we got to check out all different parts of California. Um, and more so learn about the environment, learn about the plants, the biology, the different ecosystems, um, animals within our region. And, um, I got to be outside, which was like the best part of it. So, um, that's a little bit of my background in it. I really love learning about, um, the plants and animals in an area. I feel like that's really cool. Um, and I feel like, we've kind of strayed so far away from those things of like really learning about the land that we live on and learning about what's in our environment and how we can use those things to actually survive outside of like a city. Um, and yeah, I just thought that that was fascinating. So I decided to major in that. And I do have to be honest, um, since graduating, I spend far less time outside. Um, I, I was teaching outdoor science for about five years before the pandemic happened. And since the pandemic happened, I just, I have not really gotten out as much. A lot of the trails during the pandemic were closed. There were a lot of fires Mm -hmm. out here in Southern California around that same time. And Mm -hmm. so we just weren't even allowed to like go outside. Yeah. Um, and like on the local trails and things like that. So most of my hiking just kind of dwindled out. And, mm-hmm. um, also, you know, my, my experience, I, I got laid off from my job with outdoor science, teaching outdoor science to kids, mm-hmm. uh, in the area. So, um, I just kind of decided to take my life in a different direction. Um, and kind of put down environmental sciences. And also there's a, so many, so much politics involved with the environment that like, it stresses me out so much. Um, I'm just putting that down for a little bit. And that's kind of how I started to get more into yoga and holistic health and things like that, because, mm-hmm. um, because of like my, like inability to access so much of that and obviously losing my job. So 
Yeah. I was really excited that you put together this yoga and hiking retreat. Cause I was like, okay, two things that I love. I don't spend enough time outside anymore. So mm-hmm. it was just like a full, absolutely heck yeah. Type of, um, <laughs> an answer when, when, uh, when I saw you were marketing these and I've always wanted to go to Montana. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was really good. Ah, oh, so fun. So yeah. it was kind of like, the perfect time of, oh, I've been, I, I've, you know, external circumstances of fires and being laid off from the job of literally being outside all the time and just trails being closed and COVID. And then the fact that this came up, because I think you found me last year. I can't remember when you booked. So I think you booked it last year, right. Or Mm -hmm. early, early this year. So it was like far in advance too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so fun. So it, did it come at like the perfect time that you're like, okay, yeah, I, this is it. Yeah. I mean, I had just, um, I think like several months before I just gotten certified in, um, teaching yoga and I, I went to Guatemala for my teacher training certification Mm -hmm. and I loved being in a different place, um, learning more about the land there. And I just, I I like had this like itch to travel more and to explore more places. And so, um, I think I found you because you were sharing pretty much just yoga on your Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram account at that time. And, um, then I saw that you were also doing like going into retreats and stuff. And, um, I think I had seen one, you were going to Zion and I was like, Oh, I've always wanted to go there. (laughs) And for one reason or another things, I just haven't prioritized those things. And so, mm-hmm. um, traveling and hiking and, you know, backpacking and, um, things like that. So I had to talk to you about, um, what exactly a yoga and hiking retreat would look like, because I don't think that I've ever heard of anything like this before. And I love both of those things. So yeah. I knew like pretty much right away that I was excited by this and that I was mm-hmm. going to go, uh, which is why I, I think I purchased like seven or eight months before, like last November, or December is when yeah. I like put my, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. yeah. So fun. So was it what you were expecting? Was it, I know, obviously we, you know, had some expectations that we discussed over the consult call. Um, but was it, what you, what did you expect, I guess, going into the retreat? And then what was your experience on the retreat? So I tried not to have um, any expectations, mm-hmm. um, you know, going into it, it's, it's kind of, this is something that I would love to create for more people, um, re- a retreat setting with, uh, more healing modalities. And then like community. And, um, so I was kind of going into it of like, Ooh, this is like my first retreat where I'm not like studying the whole time. Like my yoga teacher training, I'm excited to just kind of experience what this is going to be like, experience Mm -hmm. the magic that you create and like all of the creative ideas and things like that, that you, um, put into this. And I wasn't really going in with any expectation other than, okay, so we're for sure going to do yoga. (laughs) And we are for sure going to be hiking and I'm excited that I don't have to plan any of it. (laughs) Yes. That's such a big thing for so many people. They're like, this is amazing because I just showed up. 
Like mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything. No planning on no food planning, no hiking. There's no research that needs to be done. We tell you guys where to go. We get you there. We're like, this is the hike we're doing, you know? So I love that. It definitely requires a lot of like trust in a person and also like, just, I mean, it was so incredible. Like there were so many details of things that you included within the retreat that I never would have even thought of Mm -hmm. that. That was just so cool. Like, yeah. Like what, what would, what would be one that you, like, if someone was to be like, Oh, what was your experience? Like, what would be one of those details that you would share with them? One of the details that I wouldn't have even thought of. Yeah, I get. Yeah. Uh, I loved that your mom was a part of it. (laughs) One, because how cool is it that you get to do something like this with your mom and like, Mm -hmm, she gets mm -hmm. to observe you and like witness you really creating the life that you want to live. And I thought it was so sweet that she like hand sewed the journals and like those extra little touches in the goodie bag. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I just, I loved that so much. Yes. I, I think it's so fun. I'm very lucky that my mom and I are as close as we are. I know not every child, um, is, able to develop relationships like that with their parents. Um, and so I'm very happy and I'm very like blessed that her and I, it was not always (laughs) that way. We definitely had some tiffs when I was in high school in my rebellious phase and sneaking out of windows and (laughs) classic. Um, but I am very lucky that her and I did get, it was, it was when I moved out that actually my mom and I got close when I was living at home, we were not as we didn't see as eye to eye, but I think after I moved out, I think I was able to like, look back and be like, Ooh, I was, I was, I was a rough child to parent and my rebellion phase was, uh, hard on her for sure. But thankfully she was like, but I still love you. (laughs) Um, so now I'm very happy, very glad that like, I do have someone like her in my corner that's able to literally not just like emotionally support me, but like literally physically be there and, um, assist me in running this business. It's been really fun. And her creating those journals was like completely her idea. I was going to like buy like whatever journals. And she was like, I'm going to learn how to make them. And I was like, okay, thanks mom. (laughs) So so um, sweet. That that touch was like, (laughs) it just made it like made my heart smile. I love that. It's so cute. Yeah. I am very lucky to, um, have the support like her and have her around to run this thing. So definitely could not do it on my own. I, you know, have, it will not be, um, as smoothly the day that I have to hire a different type, a different photographer for like, you know, Cause I'm going to have more retreats and whatnot. She won't be able to do all of them all the time, but, um, it'll be a difficult transition, but it'll be cool. So anyways, um, okay. So now I kind of want to talk about your transition into 
a life that aligns more with what you feel is your purpose. I know that you've seen different changes and I know you had brought up earlier, like a transition point where you stopped drinking, like what kind of sparked that or what sparked you deciding other than COVID? Cause obviously you said that you were laid off from the teaching, um, environmental science, and now you've transitioned almost full time into yoga teaching, right? And like practicing that breath work. Well, I say yoga teaching, practicing breath work and facilitating that. So what, how do you dive in to a life that feels more aligned for you? Um, well, so three years ago, I was still just, I'll say partying for mm-hmm. the sake of like, just using that word loosely. Um, but I, I was in a very just dark place in my life. Um, I was partying a lot. Um, I was extremely insecure. Um, I had gone through many relationships that did not work out. They were like total trauma bonding. Um, Mm. just, I mean, I was, I was drinking alcohol every single day, um, after work, when I was serving at a restaurant during work, like it was, it was very, it was a really dark time in my life. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was misunderstood. I felt insecure. I felt like a total like victim mentality. Um, I felt like I was a victim to like my upbringing and just, I don't know, it was, it was, um, it was definitely a hard time. And, um, I got into a relationship with one of my really good friends. Um, his name is Michael and we cared a lot for each other and our relationship started to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. And we pretty much just recognized that like, if we didn't change something in our lives that like, we were not going to be together anymore. Um, so that was kind of like the pivotal point where we both decided like, okay, something has to change. We cannot continue this lifestyle. It's not healthy. We are, you know, going to break up if it, if we don't, um, do something different. Mm -hmm. And so to preserve that, I think that was really what our motivation was, um, to stop drinking, stop doing drugs, stop like the party lifestyle that we, that we were living. And, um, so here we are now three years later. And if it wasn't for making that decision and for having him to hold me accountable and for us to hold each other accountable, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here where I am. Um, throughout those three years, I started to dive into the things that interested me more. Like I Mm -hmm. never, like I've always been really creative. I've always really loved, um, being around people and in community. And I never got to do any of that because my priority was just other things like mm-hmm. let's go out to the bar and, you know, yeah. drink or whatever. So I really started to like, just get back into the things that I really enjoyed crafts. Um, I started like taking apart old furniture and like building new furniture with it. Like, mm-hmm. Um, I started, um, getting into making macrame. I just started doing all of these things that I really enjoyed doing again, learning more, learning random things, listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
yoga was one of those things that I really enjoyed doing, moving my body. Um, I've always felt really like in my body, um, really uh, aligned and attuned with my body. And, um, it just kind of felt right. So when the pandemic happened and we had all this time on our hands is really when I got to like, put my head down and do all of those things that I really enjoyed yoga, creating macrame, being artistic. And, um, through that, through yoga, um, obviously I ended up losing my job during the pandemic too. And, um, I kind of on a whim was like, well, you know, I should just, since I don't have a job, I should just go to Guatemala or travel and get my yoga teacher training. And I kind of said it as a joke. And I had a friend who was like, well, why don't you just do that? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't do that. I can't leave. I don't have the money. I made all these like reasons of why I shouldn't. I'm not good enough at yoga. Like I don't practice enough because at the time I wasn't like super, super regimented and consistent with it. Um, I was like doing it when my cousin would do like a, uh, like a couple days a week zoom thing on, um, she lived in Mexico. So she would like do yoga on zoom and I was like, okay, cool. Or I would like do a video that someone would post on Instagram or something. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I cannot go do that. Like no way. (laughs) And she was like, well, why not? And I was like, well, I don't know. She actually ended up pulling like tarot cards for me. And she was Mm -hmm. like, well, the environmental stuff, according to the cards, because I was really trying to get like another job in the environmental field after I had gotten laid off. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but um, I love it. Essentially, I just said, okay, fine, screw it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. Um, And I went to Guatemala. I got my teacher training certification. And um, throughout that time, I had also been diving into other healing modalities, like Mm. got really into journaling. Um, I got really into um, my friend is an EFT practitioner. So um, she was teaching me different emotional freedom techniques. I started to dive into like women's health and menstruation um, and all of these things just like started like coming to me and inspiring me. And Mm -hmm. um, specifically with breath work, I went to a breath work class um, or event. It was outside and I literally it, it just, it changed my life. All of these things. I can't say that like there was one specific path and like that it mm-hmm. was linear. It was more of like this spiral of just like so many things coming into my field, uh, and my perspective and, um, just really kind of acting on them and saying yes to things and not being afraid to put myself out there and to try new things. And, um, you know, yeah, really. Could, could, could you get some like information from that? Yes, yeah. No, you feel like it like, around so much. <laughs> it was such a, I think like that whole story, it was such a clear transition for you that you started this life that you were living and you felt insecure and misunderstood and like, not like almost directionless. You were just like, Oh, I have, I have these like this is just what I do. This is what I live. Like, this is just how life is. Mm -hmm. And then 
with some external circumstances and some choices that you and Michael made together that you decided to take life into your own hands. You were like, I'm going to do these things. And, and it's so cool to hear. And sometimes we need that third party every now and then, like we need people, more people like your friend. That's like, well, why, why don't you do these things? Like, why don't you just like, you know, in a very curious way of like, cause she wasn't trying to be like, no, Azrael, you should like go and like escape and you should spend all your money and do all these, like, that's not how she came, came to you with it. It was very much just like, if it's something you want to do, do you want to do it? Let's figure out how to do it. You know, you'll figure out the money, you'll figure out the time, like what's actually stopping you. What do you think in that moment was actually stopping you? Let's say you didn't have that conversation with her. What do you think actually was holding you back from just doing it? Uh, imposter syndrome. Like I can't, I can't teach yoga. I can't go there, travel, spend all the money and mm-hmm. become like qualified to teach yoga. Like I'm not even that. I, I don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. I don't practice it enough. I just, a lot of enoughness. That, that's kind of one of of my like core, um, limiting beliefs is like enoughness. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I don't have enough. I'm not enough. Like it was all centered around that. And like, I can't, I can't just leave. What about the people that are like here in my life? I'm going to leave for a month. Like what? Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of playing in my head. And, um, you know, I was really focused on getting another job in the environmental field. I was applying at all these places and I had actually gotten a job with the department of fish and wildlife and it was a great opportunity. And, um, I was like, Oh, they're not going to hire me. If I'm going to say, I'm going to be gone for a month. Like what? No. Mm -hmm. And they ended up hiring me knowing that. Amazing. so yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Okay. So the universe <laughs> is like, I'll work with you if you work with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I love the word enoughness. Like that's such a, um, common fear for so many people and common limit limiter for mm-hmm. so many people is I don't have enough experience. Um, I don't, I'm not enough like, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough that. I'm not. Enough. I don't have enough credentials or qualifications or yeah. I'm too old or I'm mm. too young. I'm not yeah. old enough or yeah, it's, it's a really big, um, limiting belief. Like it's huge for so many people. Um, I and I go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You go. Um, I hear it so much. I think it's so interesting. Um, I will literally have people slide into my DMS and we'll be like, Oh, well, I can't go hiking. You're like a real hiker. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, guys, I just put on shoes and I walk uphill. Like that's, you know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of other things that go into, you know, hiking, but that goes for anything of, yeah, you're not ever going to feel like an expert if you don't ever start doing something. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, prior to even your teacher training, you were like, I like yoga. I do yoga. And now I'm just going to dive in and just go for it. And 
there, what would you say to the person that's like, oh, well, I don't have, I don't have enough experience. I don't have to do these things. I don't know if I, I can be the teacher. I don't know if I can, I have enoughness in me. That's really hard because it depends, you know, sometimes we can come up with all of these reasons, Mm -hmm. but, and really good ones, like really good reasons sometimes. And at the end of the day, you just kind of have to set all of that aside Mm -hmm. and come into your heart and really ask yourself, like, what is it that you desire Mm -hmm. and trust that you deserve that? And Mm -hmm. like one of the things that has helped me is seeing other people and talking to other people, like asking people questions like, okay, you've done it. Like, how was it? Is it hard? And really like communicating with people to learn through their experience. Mm -hmm. And honestly, once I said yes to that decision, I knew that I was capable of so much more. I knew that so much more was possible for me just from saying yes to that one experience. And, um, it just takes a little bit of that courage and that, you know, figuring things out, the vulnerability of doing something that you don't know about, maybe, you know, calling on your friend for support and like doing something together, if that feels better. But, um, I mean, there's so many different things that you could say, I don't think that there's really like one, like ultimate, like phrase of like, yes, you know, I mean, you could say like, you know, just do it, but at Nike. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I'm not the kind of person too. That's just like, that typically just is like spontaneous. Yes. I'm going to do something. I'm like, okay, I got to plan it all out. I have to see where I am. Got to see the structure, got to like figure things out. And then I'm like, okay. So that wasn't, (laughs) I'm not sure if that's what you're looking for. No, I think it, it does because it's the idea of, um, of like, practicing making those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of my coaches talks about a confidence belt. She's like, you just put another notch in your confidence belt and you can exchange confidence for like anything, you know, your courage belt, your, you know, it like, fi- I don't know what the opposite of imposter syndrome is your expertise. I think that, I think that could be like confidence too. Yeah. And so it's like starting with, she always, my, my coach talks about like, it's correcting restaurants of your order. If they get it wrong, it's correcting someone when they say your name wrong. And it's like those kinds of things where it's very, um, low risk. Like if you ordered no tomatoes and you got a tomato, be like, Hey, I ordered no tomatoes. Can you, you know, do it again? Or, you know, instead of just, Oh, I'll just, I'll just, eat it. It'll be fine. You know, Mm -hmm. it's that thing where every time you do something, you're literally putting a notch in that belt. So for you, when you took that giant leap to, okay, maybe I'm, I might be pivoting from what I got my degree in, what I've been working at the field I've been working in for so long to do something that might be seen as completely different, which honestly, I really don't see it as that different, which I think is really cool. Um, because like, you're using life source. You're using breath work that is environment. That's is like what, like without air, without lungs, without all of the oxygen and the things that we do and manipulation of that. Like we won't, we can't live 
right? That is the environment. We're just, you're just using it in a different way than like, here's a plant, you know? So that's beautiful. I love that. It's, I, it is environment. Like, I think there's so many things now, if it was like a law degree, I'd be like, okay, that might be a little harder to connect the dots. <laughs> <laughs> but I think environment is so similar because you were looking at how things grow and live and interact with each other. And that's what you're doing with breath work. Of and how like, people used those things too, like yeah. natives and. Mm-hmm. And you're literally manipulating and seeing how different experiences, different practices change physiological things in the body, mental things in the mind, like spiritual, emotional, all those things interact. And it's literally similar things to, you know, if this frog disappears, how does that affect, you know, the lake that it's living in kind of thing? It's all cause and effect. It's all, you know, such a big web of interconnectedness. It's Hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. I lost track of what I was thinking about before that. Um, oh, the confidence belt. But when you went to Guatemala for your teacher training, that was not just like one notch. That was like a massive jump of a notch to just like, I'm going to go this other direction. I'm going to, you know, quote unquote, take this risk and I'm just going to do it. And how did you feel coming back from Guatemala? having experienced? that massive jump and that risk? Well, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, it was really difficult to integrate back into like a huge city Mm. and like start living here again. (laughs) It was like culture shock. I was like, oh my gosh, I just learned something that is so powerful. So like pivotal to anyone's life. And then I would like look around and there are so many people who are just like, so who I, who I used to be, you know, Mm -hmm. so like, okay with how their life was. Um, I have to say it was really difficult at first to come back and, um, experience all of that. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it was also like, a month after I got back, I quit my job with the fish and, uh, fish and wildlife. And, um, I was nannying at that time. And I really was just like, I'm going to do this. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I have to use this more people need this. Yeah. So I kind of saw all of that, like difficulty of reintegrating as like, okay, I need to share this with more people mm-hmm. because it's so powerful. And so just, ah, I don't even know how to describe it, life-changing. Yeah. The stuff is life-changing. And so many people are living like just content with where they are because they don't know and see that there's so much more potential out there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm pretty much just on a mission now to help people really connect to their bodies and connect with themselves and free themselves from whatever stuff is there they've been holding on to, whether it's limiting beliefs, whether it's, um, you know, something as simple as like stress, whether it's, um, trauma, traumatic experiences and memories that they've had so that they can fully show up in the world with presence and confidence and peace. Yeah. I love that. Cause it, there's so many, um, 
a lot of health and wellness people in this field in general struggle with the like kind of curse of knowledge where we're like, oh my God, we have all these tools. And if Mm -hmm. more people had them, the world would be a better, more relaxed, more in line with their beliefs of like who they are as a person and what they believe their purpose is in the world. Right. Um, and that doesn't mean that everybody has to be, you know, the, the weird yogi people like we are and like sitting in nature. Right. Like, well, but that's the thing too. Like when people think yoga, they're like asana. Oh, I can't do that. Like physical body. And I'm like, but there's so much more. There's so it's much for more. everyone. It's yeah. for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a mentality. It's a lifestyle. It's something that you bring to the table. So, you know, sorry to interrupt, but no, yeah. you're saying like when people look at us, like weird yogis, I'm assuming you're going to say something of like, maybe like, Oh, we can't, we can't be that. That's not for me or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just imagine yeah. like, uh, a handful of, uh, my high school friends like now live in like New York city. And, um, and they're, that's like their environment. They love it. And I love that for them. I I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks and my friend is hosting me and she was like, you're going to hate it. It's going to be awesome. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, can't wait to go to a city. It'll be so fun. <laughs> uh, but you know, you don't have to be, you know, the, I'm going to sit and hug a tree. I'm going to touch my toes every day. I'm going to sit and meditate with a singing bowl in my lap, you know, like you don't have to do that in order to be more in line with who you are, because maybe the fancy stockbroker on wall street is who you are because you really love that information. That's amazing. That's great. You don't, you can still like learn more about who you are using like yogic philosophy in order to go kill, kill it on wall street. You know, like I think a lot of people don't see that connection. They're like, Oh, you know, yoga, hiking mountain, not for me. If I live in a concrete jungle, you know? And I think that that's, um, a myth for Mm -hmm. sure that has been pounded into us that you have to essentially look like you or me that we're like the hippy dippies of the world, which I think is fun too. <laughs> yeah. I definitely kind of cringe a little bit when people like put the that type of a label on me. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, but I think that's a really great point. Um, and I think for so long we learned that like, you know, the way that you fill your cup is, you know, like weekend warriors who like go out on the weekends and like drink a whole bunch and like, that's their fun. And that's their, way of like filling up their cup for like after the 40 hour work week. And, you know, I was raised in a community and in an environment where that was like normal, which is what I ended up going down this other path for. And then when I found this, all of these incredible healing modalities and just really like ways to love myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like so much of my life has changed and it's, it really is an amazing way of just showing yourself more love and showing yourself more peace and harmony in your life, whatever background you have. 
you know, whether you're, um, you know, a yoga teacher, whether you're a, an actual teacher for grade school, whether you work on wall street and you're like a businessman, um, there are so many ways of filling up your cup mm-hmm. so that whatever you end up doing in your life, you can show up as your best version of yourself. Yeah. And yeah. yoga and this path has absolutely done that for me. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what would you say, and we'll start to wrap up here, but what would you say was your, a lesson that you took away from spending five days in Montana, like from the retreat or a change that you made in your life or a spark of whatever, like, what did you get out of those five days? What has changed? What has shifted in your life? Um, I was a lot. Um, I took a lot away from that trip. Um, one of the biggest things being like, oh my God, I got to get outside more. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) It's so fun. Um, and another thing being like, just witnessing you in this like full, powerful, authentic, expression of your creativity, creating this retreat and realizing that it's possible. Like it is possible to do something that you absolutely love to do. And, you know, like a couple of the things that I absolutely love are obviously this path of yoga philosophy and all of these different healing modalities and bringing people together. And you executed that so beautifully that it reminded me like, oh my God, I I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Like it is possible. So it gave me a little bit of confidence too. And, and I hope that that translates for so many other people too, that like, whatever it is that you want in your life, it is possible. You know, there are so many limiting beliefs that we might have to go through and, um, you know, uncover and learn and discover and heal from and all this stuff. But like, the desires placed on your heart are there for a reason and you are enough. You deserve it. You are powerful and it is possible. I love that. I love that. It's so many people, like we were talking about at the very beginning of the podcast, have this idea of like, that's just how life is. This is what you do. You get your nine to five, you work 40 hours a week, sometimes 60 hours a week for some careers, like crazy stuff. And that's just how it is. And that's not true. If you decide that you want to go after something else, if you decide that like for you, make a, making a career change, doing something different and it's so possible as long as you start surrounding yourself with people, excuse me, people that are doing the same thing, like making those shifts and making the changes to go after the things that they want and live aligned work, a job that is aligned with who they are at their core. You know, that's so possible, whether it's wall street, whether it's you're a retreat host, you're a mountaineer guide, you're a sweater knitter. Like you can do anything that you want to, because also people will buy anything. Like if you learn how to do the things, people will pay you money to do whatever you want to. You just have to find the right niche. There's someone, there's someone that I've met that literally teaches people how to hire 
dog trainers. They're not teaching dog trainers. They're teaching people how to hire dog trainers. So I think it's, it's, you can find anything. You can find a niche for anything. So go after, like, learn more about the things that interest you. And I'm going to guarantee that you're going to be able to start to find what people will pay you and therefore make a living and doing the things that actually fill your cup. And Mm -hmm. that way the job isn't something that drains you, but instead is a portion of the enjoyment, satisfaction, fulfilling life that you want to live. I think it's so cool. Yeah. I, I, I love that so much. I think more people, I hope more people realize that throughout mm-hmm. this lifetime of theirs. Yeah. Cause ultimately sure. we want happiness. Yes. Yeah. Happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment, like looking back and being like, yeah, that was, a, that was a good 70, 80, hopefully 90 years. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everyone where they can find you, where they can work with you, how they can work with you. Um, especially, you know, for the Long Beach locals or even Orange County locals that can get down to you, but how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So, uh, my Instagram, it's Azriel Eden. Um, my website is also azrieleden.com. It's my first and middle name. Um, I have Facebook that I'm not super active on. Um, just my first and last name, Azriel Hudson. Um, but Instagram would probably be the best way to reach me. I'm constantly doing in-person events. It's something I'm focusing on a lot more right now. And eventually I will be launching a course online that I'm really excited about, um, potentially in the spring. Um, but yeah, Instagram is the best way to reach me. So cool. So uh, friends, I will have all of that linked in the show notes. Um, so give Azriel a follow, DM her if you're interested in breath work. I'm sure she would love to, uh, you know, assist you in learning anything that you want to learn about it. Um, and Azriel, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for coming on the retreat. Thank you um, for just being a wonderful human. I appreciate Aww, you. <laughs> thank you, Karina. I'm so inspired uh, by you and just grateful for everything that you're doing in the world. Um, if you have not gone on a retreat with Karina, you gotta go because they're awesome. I love that. <laughs> I know I'll be on an, uh, another one sometime in the near future too. Yay. Which uh, really I can't about. wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right, friends, that is what I have for you. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.